We know, and it's found in all the holy books, that the Hanukkah candles are in order to illuminate the darkness, to illuminate the darkness. That's found in many, many books. But what Hasidus adds to it, Hasidus explains in a deeper way, what does it mean to illuminate the darkness? What's the ultimate way of illuminating the darkness? Because the simple understanding is like it's also found in Tanya chapter 12, that by adding a little light, you dispel a lot of darkness. How do you fight darkness? You can't fight darkness with sticks. You add light, and that chases away the darkness. And that's found, as I said, in Tanya and in many places, that by adding holiness, adding kedusha, adding light, adding mitzvahs, adding Torah, that dispels darkness. But Hanukkah candles are something completely different. Hasidus explains that when we say that Hanukkah candles illuminate the darkness, it doesn't mean that the darkness goes away and now there's just light. But rather, that that the darkness itself will shine. To illuminate the darkness in the deepest way is causing the darkness itself to shine. As long as you add light, darkness is still the enemy. But ultimately, to be able to show that in the darkness itself is God. In the language of the Zohar, this concept is known as Ein HaGvurais Nimtokin Elabesharshan To sweeten Gvurais To sweeten any severity, any dinim, any negativity and challenge to sweeten the gvura, to sweeten the difficulties of the world can only be bisharshan if you go to their root. Because we know what's the root of all darkness? The same root as all the light. It all comes from God. God is equally beyond light and darkness and therefore He's equally found in both. And the Hanukkah candles are all about sweetening the darkness, showing that the darkness itself is one with Hashem. Because you know... The Hanukkah menorah is designed to be like the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash. Obviously, the difference is the menorah in the temple had seven candles. Our Hanukkah has eight candles, and parenthetically, that's on purpose because you're not allowed to make vessels resembling vessels for the temple. But anyway, but so the menorah that we have is in remembrance is the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash. So we know when it came to the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash, the, as it says in the Gemara Menachis, "Mimenu that the light from the temple, from the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash, would shine from there to the whole world. In other words, illuminating darkness by shining out light from Beis Hamikdash. But Hanukkah candles, where do we light the Hanukkah menorah? Not in the Beis Hamikdash. The halachas you have to light it Bershus Harabim in public in a place which is the opposite of Rishus HaYochid. Rishus HaYochid is the place where there's only God. Rishus HaRabim, the place of the multiplicity where things conceal God. That's where we light Hanukkah candles. As in Israel till today, many people light outside. And we also light it on the left side of the door, across from the mezuzah, which is on the right side. Dafka, the left side, which is the side of severity. And we try to light the Hanukkah candles, the Matamasar Tfochim, that they should be closer to the floor, within ten handbreadths from the floor. And in other words, Hanukkah candles is essentially saying that on the left, down below, where the Gemara says the Shekhinah hasn't yet come, so to speak, down below, near the floor, in the public thoroughfare, in places that seem to be the antithesis to holiness, 
That's where you light Hanukkah candles because that shows that the darkness itself is illuminated. That the place that the Rosh Harabim, that the public thoroughfare, that difficulties and challenges and multiplicity and all things that t- take us away from God, they themselves are also Hashem. Because Einar Melvade, the darkness and the light equally come from Hashem and Hashem is found in both. And Hanukkah candles is about illuminating that darkness, meaning that making the darkness itself shine. Just to give an example what that means, there's a story that I once saw. Those of you that know, there was, used to be a newspaper, I don't know if they still have it, by Satmar in Williamsburg called Der Yid. And the editor of it was a man named Friedensen. And he said over this story, he was in, I believe it was Auschwitz, or one of the concentration camps, and he said that in his barrack, whatever you call those horrible things that they made Jews sleep in, when he was in his barrack, so among, in the barrack, there were lots of different types of Jews, and there was one Jew in particular who was a Bundist. If you ever heard of the Bund, today it's sort of passe, but in, before World War II, it was a very big movement among the Jews called the Bund. It was like a communist, secular communist Jewish movement, which was virulently anti-religious, very, very anti-religion. And there was a guy who was a Bundist. He was part of the Bund, and he would was saying all the time that being here in the concentration camp just shows how the Torah is not real, or the Jewish people is a nation like every other nation. And he just would go on and on and on with his whole diatribe against religion. Until it became Simchas Torah one time. It was Simchas Torah. Imagine celebrating Simchas Torah in Auschwitz. So most people didn't have Koyach. But Friedensen wrote that there were some Jews that started getting up and started singing. It's Simchas Torah. And they started singing different nigunim. And they said the famous nigun, Ein Kadosh Ka Hashem. There's no one holy like Hashem. The Ein. Skula ki Israel, there's no nation like the Jewish people, a, nation, a song that was essentially saying that the Jewish people are special and that the Torah is special and that had knowns like Hashem and like Moshe Rabbeinu, a song full of Jewish pride. And as the song was being sung, all of a sudden the door slammed open and a few Nazis, Yimach Shmom, came with their guns ready to shoot. And they said, who is singing? Who is singing that? Because of course, you know, the Nazis knew when it was Jewish holidays. They knew. They, they, they would look at a Jewish calendar and they would torture Jews even more on the holidays. So they came in the barracks with a gunpoint and said, who is that singing? And there was silence. Nobody wanted to admit anything. Who, they started screaming, who is that singing and what's that song? And Friedensen wrote that at that moment, that Bundist, that Jew from the Bund, got up and he said to the Nazis, that song is celebrating the fact that there's no one like Hashem and there's no nation like the Jewish people and there's nothing, no skula, no, no treasure like the Torah. And they shot him point blank on the spot. This, that's how he, this Jew, who his whole life was anti-religious, how he died al-Kiddush Hashem in the concentration camp by saying how true and holy Torah, Hashem, and Jewish people are. Now you understand that that Jew didn't do tshuva. He didn't do tshuva. He didn't change who he was. He didn't change his ways. As he was as a Bundist, the truth of God shined in him and he was able to brazenly say to the Nazis, go to hell. And we believe in the truth of Torah. All of a sudden, the darkness itself shined. He didn't change to a holy person. As he was, that was shining. And that's the message of the Hanukkah candles. We shouldn't think that if we fall into any darkness, that we have to crawl out of it to be able to connect to God. The ultimate connection to God is when you're in the darkness, call out to Hashem from there. When you're below ten hand breaths, on the left side in the public thoroughfare, 
all the places where Hanukkah candles are lit that show that as you are, if you call out to God, connect to Hashem, illuminate the darkness itself, make the darkness itself shine. That means, of course, there's such a thing we have to also add a lot of light, etc. Of course, that's ultimately what we strive for. But the way to sweeten all gvurois, the way to sweeten ultimately for all eternity, the darkness, is to show that the darkness itself is one with Hashem. And that's the secret of the Hanukkah candles. May we really internalize the secret and know that even in our most darkest moments, that's also only Hashem.